That question is less stupid, though you asked it in a profoundly stupid way. Exterminate! Computer, status report. Don't blink. Don't even blink. Blink and you're dead. No! Welcome everybody to TalkCast 74 and it's Make Your Own Sunday Night here on Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Deep in Area 51 at the sub-level 14 Dairy Queen, I am the Dome. Joining the TalkCast tonight from the Alston Brighton Hellmouth with the double chocolate walnut with sprinkles, it's Kriana. Sprinkles? You love sprinkles. I do. Are they rainbow? They are rainbow sprinkles. <laughs> <laughs> From Outpost Gallifrey in Indiana, Mr. Double Butterscotch with whipped cream himself. Suck it up for Awake by Java. Taste the caramely goodness. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, Illustrator X and the Dead Redhead are off somewhere chewing on corpses at a uh, zombie jamboree. We will miss them. But in lieu of them tonight, our guest tonight is King of the Sketch Cards, Boston Comic-Con artist, and friend of the show, Tyler James. Tyler, how you doing, buddy? I'm great. Thanks for having me on the show. It's always a pleasure when you're with us. And it's been an interesting week in science fiction. Java? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know about interesting. It seems as though... Most of the big news has either come out or is waiting for the summer movie season to drop. But we do have some things to look forward to. Um, there, there are some uh, interesting, you know, bits. We fin we're finally getting full trailers for a few series and movies. And the one that's got me, you know, giddy like a schoolgirl <laughs> with a dilly bar is careful, uh, careful. <laughs> Okay, can wow. I just say before, when you said the summer movie season to drop, all I could think of was cleaning up placenta. <laughs> nice. <I've>... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry. You're welcome, wow. people at home. Well, there, there's always <laughs> enough room for afterbirth in Sci-Fi Saturday. <laughs> uh, Evidently, <laughs> yes. So let's uh, talk about Game of Thrones for a little bit. Uh, the full trailer is kind of cool <laughs> yeah it's fantastic we finally get a look into some of the other locations that that this uh, series will take place in um, and not only that but we get to see a wide variety of characters that hadn't been revealed before except for in their you know casting um, the one of the great things about this series is the is the vastness of the world that it's inhabiting and the complexity that the story takes. I mean, it's it's straight up, uh, you know, Tudor's political maneuvering in this in this series. Except it also has swords and yes. a lot of you know <laughs> yeah. magic and stuff. So we we've got a lot to look forward to. Um, I'm looking at you my know, countdown calendar right now, and we've only got 43 days until the season premiere. What? You, you know what? What I thought was really interesting about it too was that uniformly, uh, 
when when they try and do something like this, it's either all very dark or all very crisp and very well lit. And I was amazed at the at the, the diversity of all the different sets and all the different settings and mm-hmm. all the different textures within it. I mean, it was it was, it was you know I I know that HBO does a good job with it, but I mean, it was shot like a movie and really well shot. And the locations are. And I don't know how many of you have read Game of Thrones, but they seem to fit pretty well with the things that we know about the locations from the book. Uh, you know, the the Starks come from a very northern country. It's very bleak and cold. And then when the, the they travel down to the capital city, it's very warm and it's coastal. And, you know, people don't have to work as hard, so they, you know, have a much brighter attitude. Um, so there's there's things to look forward to, it, especially um, one of my favorite storylines, which is that of the um, the exiled princess and her quest to regain her ancestral lands. Uh, I hadn't seen anything about that before, so it, it, there's a lot of stuff to look forward to, and you should definitely keep abreast of all of the issues and all this of is- the breasts. Because it, <laughs> Hello. because it is an HBO show. Yeah, exactly. It's I did have to check it a couple times on that tr- on that trailer. Uh, it looked like they slipped in a you know a quick uh, uh oh nip open. slip. <laughs> it looked like there was there was a nip slip, but uh, can't can't confirm it. <laughs> no, it, but it was good. It was interesting. Can nip slip be our word of the day? No, probably not. Nice. <laughs> <Aww. Aww>. Gone. <laughs> the interesting thing for we me. I have one of those. I have absolutely no uh, no connection with the uh, the source material at all, but I did find the trailer really engaging. Yeah, and you know it's it's tough at this point to to say whether or not to read the books or to just wait and watch the the TV show. You know, it's it's going to be a personal choice. As a, as a longtime fan of the series, um, the only thing that I can say is, damn it. George R. R. Martin, put out your next book. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's the deal with Dead Island? What's, Not what's Deer this? Island, mind you. I know, I know. I read it wrong three times. I get it. I'm old. Thank you. <laughs> well, get you some duct tape and uh, <laughs> some red flannel. That's enough. Uh, <laughs> we- we haven't. Um, we don't talk very much about video games. I try to throw it in when I can, but this is actually a trailer that's taken the internet a little bit by storm this week. Um, <laughs> it's it, it's for a game called Dead Island, which is uh, your requisite. You know, requisite is my word of the day. I've said it like three times. I was gonna say, do you feel like a tool when you say taken the internet by storm? <laughs> Just curious. Uh, I do, but I embrace that. <laughs> okay. That fullness. I just had to uh, ask. It, anyway, the, a lot of people are talking about Dead Island because the trailer is cinematic in a way very few trailers are. And it's for, yeah. it's for a zombie game. You know, it, we've got Left 4 Dead. We've got all of these zombie games that have come out in the past. And all of, the, the zombie um, fervor has kind of... Uh, started to peter out a little bit. I mean, we've got Pride and Prejudice and Zombies in production and stuff like that, but... Um, I don't know, Walking Dead, hello? Yeah, but it's on hiatus. And, it's on and, hiatus, yeah. We're waiting for season two. Yes, but it will be rabid when it comes back. You just wait. 
Yeah, I'm sure it will. We just have to see. But the the trailer for Dead Island is is really great because it's cinematic. It tells a story and it tells it in a in a really visceral way. And it we it's been revealed that the the game, even though the game hasn't been released yet, it already has a movie deal behind it. And I think that that's going to be the um, the the model of things as far as video games go. Big title video games are always going to have accompanying, you know, uh, other format media. You know, it's interesting because part of me is thinking um, that to one to one extent that that gives it some legitimacy there's also a good chance this thing could make so much more money as a game than as a movie oh absolutely but it'll make even more money as a game and a movie it's true and it's very true but um i and I, but I, I think we're we're in like an, an interesting time where you know these triple a titles make are, are far more profitable than you know your your even decent movies yeah i mean well, who's who else has already pre-ordered pokemon i mean Am I the only one? <laughs> yes, oh you are the only one. Did you just one. say that? Yes, you are absolutely the only one. Wow. Look, the reality is Resident Evil 4, Resident Evil Apocalypse, worldwide grossed over $390 million, which brings us to the fact that now there's going to be Resident Evil number 5. No. I mean, yeah, I mean now, look, Mila Jovovich is wonderful in these movies. Yes, if for nothing she is. More, if for nothing more than she's in, you know, spray-on leather. But beyond that... I have which no is, complaints. I mean, honestly, Dom, I've already written the movie off as awesome. It's, you know, it's a done thing, you know? You know, you're right, though. I mean, that's the problem. I don't really care what it is. I want to see her again. Yeah. And that's that. And that's just going to be the way it is. Okay, so maybe Resident Evil 5 is not going to win an Oscar like totally the King's not. Speech... Did. Okay, you okay, know? okay. What's the deal with the King's Speech? What do you mean, what's the deal with it? Like, it's, I, it's don't a un- I don't understand why people go to see movies like that. I just don't. Uh, it's a feel-good story. It's got, you know, it's, it, charming there's Brits. There's no aliens. <laughs> no. Charming Brits. Charming Brits. Yeah, with that good makes, teeth. <laughs> that makes me want to go see it. Um... <laughs> I love you, British people. Yeah, I mean, when you're given the choice, go see Super instead. Because Super is going to be Super. Super! (laughs) Nathan Fillion, Rain Wilson, Ellen Page, Nathan Fillion in fake hair and a superhero costume once again. You know, when is this guy not going to dress up? (laughs) (laughs) It might be in his contract. I think it is. I really think he's just enjoying the... He's really embraced the geekdom of his acting so well. He is the anti-Jim Parsons. Yes, he is. He is the anti-Jim Parsons. (laughs) I love you, Nathan Fillion. Like, I'm really gay. I would do you. (laughs) I'm sorry, he's he's on my list. The other trailer that I really thought uh, just just floored me was Sucker Punch. And I didn't think it was going to. I, I honestly didn't. I thought it was 
pretty much pure in interest and, and just TNA. And then I started reading about the script and reading the script and reading excerpts of it. And then watched the extended trailer and wow, I got to tell you, uh, it looks, it may tank, but damn it. I mean, it's got some depth to it. It really does. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still out. I'm still out on that one. We'll have to see. Oh well, yeah, definitely are going to have to see. But I mean, you look it's at coming that. up here soon. It's it, it releases on the twenty fifth, doesn't it? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's it's coming up fast. Good news is, I mean, you know, the uh, producer, director, writer is the same one who did Watchmen and Three Hundred. Yeah, I'm a Zack Snyder fan. I he's, yeah. he's got he's got my uh, he's got my dollars already. <clears throat> I, I was going to say, with, with Zach, I, I really think, you know, benefit of the doubt every time you see his name. Absolutely, at this point. As opposed to Thundercats. Are we serious? What? <laughs> hey, hey, Thundercats have been off the air for long enough. I think it's time that we have them back. No, there's some things that just don't need to come back. Well, I would have said the same thing about Transformers. And he and you would have been, been right. right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who, who's who's the director of Transformers? Didn't he come out and say, look, I know it's crap? <laughs> Michael Bay. Michael yeah. Bay. I mean, he actually came out and said that this week. Well, he said the last script for Transformers 2 wasn't good, but he says he really likes this new script. You know, the, here's the point, though, and I've heard this uh, from George Lucas all the time. You know, these movies aren't made for you, for us geeks, us older geeks that have gone through, you know, the 80s and 90s and, and come out at the other side. Oh, these, so these are made for the little kids who want to, and that's the same thing with Thundercats. It's made for a totally different audience. And good on you. That doesn't I am make always good, a fan though. of Chitara. I'm sorry. There's, there's nothing wrong with having more T- Chitara. Yeah, there is. <laughs> well, it depends who's playing her and how big her boobies are. It's an animated series. Her boobies can be as big as they want them to be. Hentai. <laughs> and with that, uh, we should probably talk about um, this this other movie that's coming out, um, which is Peter Pan Begins. Oh, Lord. What? Must we? Okay. What do you want to tell us? Because I've had enough Peter Pan. I've totally had enough. Uh, Channing Tatum is going to play him, so it's made for teen girls. <laughs> oh, boy. That's all, that's all I have to say about it. It's it, it, Any legitimacy that Peter Pan begins, which it doesn't have much legitimacy to begin with, um, anything that it had has gone out the door with putting Channing Tatum into that into that uh, cast. Yeah, who cast that? Seriously? Well, I mean, you know, we've said that repeatedly, and there are times we've been proven wrong, and more often than not, we haven't been. I mean, you know, casting details have been a bitch lately. I mean, look, look at the crap we're getting about Anne Hathaway being Catwoman. She kind of deserves it. She's a little too goody-two-shoes. Now, if she pulls it off, you know, she'll be like... God. She, yes, but, if she pulls it off. She's a goddess. You're absolutely right. But what are the chances of that? I, See, just, I just wish that it had been Natalie Portman. 
Oh my god, yes. Natalie Portman is so much hotter. Oh, once once you see Anne Hathaway in that outfit, forget about it. She's going to pull it off. I think you're right. I I absolutely think you're right, Dan. I hope she does. I I wish her the best, but I'm not holding my breath. You don't have to hold your breath. I'll hold it. No good. (laughs) I will hold mine. That's not an issue. You'll hold something. It's not your breath. Moving away from the (laughs) autoerotic asphyxiation. Um, (laughs) Or... Or moving towards it, moving uh, towards Disney. <laughs> Disney has been um, has been going through this process recently of uh, re envisioning classic Disney titles as uh, live action, and not uh, well. Oh, so wrong! Oh, come on, those looked photoshopped to hell. Yeah, but they were supposed to. I think. They're I mean, supposed to. Did you see the ones that they did like last year that were so much better? Yeah. The, the, okay, I, I will say Queen Latifah is Ursula, really amazing. But uh, it looked like the background was a stock photo. I didn't much care for that one. I thought Olivia Wilde as uh, the Wicked Queen was really, really, really good. Yeah, that one, that one was the only good one, I think. Um, but Penelope Cruz and What's-His-Face, I don't even remember who it was. Didn't Jeff even look, Bridges. They didn't even look like they were in the same picture. It was like their no, they heads were... No, they were photoshopped were, heads. Yeah, yeah. That, that was just ridiculous. It was... I, I wonder I, why they're doing it, but, you know... What, did, like, did any of you see Tina Fey as Tinkerbell? Yes. That was amazing. But that was not from this year. That was from when they had done it previously. I know. I know. I mean, it's like a great concept, but the way they're going about it is just like, oh, it could be I'm just, so much cooler. I'm just wondering <laughs> why they're teasing us like this. Oh. I mean, if they're going to make a live action of, of their classic movies... Do it. No, Stop. no, don't. Did you see Enchanted? Yeah. You don't. Yeah, don't. Just, just <laughs> hold off on that. <laughs> but that made, I mean, that made bank though. Like it did it make totally bank. It did make bank. You're right. And it made uh, what's her name a uh, you know household name. So yeah, because you totally <laughs> remember her name. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've had a few. Well, yes. We all have tonight. <laughs> Yeah, where was I going with this? I was going someplace. <laughs> you but you know, on on the side of good casting, we've got two stories that I think uh, demonstrate uh, women being cast exactly right. You've got uh, Diane Lane is going to play Martha Kent in Superman, which I think is a fantastic choice. That may work very well. That may actually work very well. <laughs> I mean, she's not she's not quite as old as I would think uh, for Martha Kent, but you know, if Superman's going to be a younger Superman. Then why the is, hell not? is he that younger though? Like I don't know that the Brit that they have playing the new Superman. He does. I mean, he looks. Yeah, like they're gonna have to do some up. serious makeup to make that play. Well, Much. well, I, I'll wait for it. Yeah, uh, and the second one is Elizabeth Hurley is gonna play a, vi- a villain in Wonder Woman. There's the good one right there. Yeah, it's <laughs> a fantastic casting. In play. the words of Shangela, Hallelujah. Shout out, Dead Redhead. That was RuPaul's Drag Race. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. It's okay. Had to get that in there. I hate Shangela, though, just just for general. Just just for general. Raja's going to win this one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let me tell you how much I don't care, but that's (laughs) okay. shut up. RuPaul's Drag Race is awesome. Oh, yeah. Okay. Pardon me. I'll be leaving now. See ya. Mm-hmm. Smell you later. 
No, I, I think Elizabeth Hurley is probably one of the best casting jobs. That that to me is going to be great fun. I agree. You know what? You know the and then we've been saving this one, but it's been you know uh, a huge <laughs> back and forth battle on the internet this week, um, and I'm not sure how I feel about it, but the Blade Runner prequel. No. <sighs> okay, I I've got mixed feelings about it. Totally mixed feelings about it at a number of levels. Uh, first of all, I, I wrote a post this week uh, about Philip Dick and adapt, adapting his work to the screen. You know, good, bad, ugly. Um, the adjustment. Ugly. No, absolutely not. The adjustment hero is uh, kind of interesting. Um, Blade Runner was, you know, had five different incarnations. Each one held its own, but was not in any way a faithful adaptation of his work. But that's why Philip K. Dick adapts to the screen, is because the people who've been doing it get how to take the essence of his book, and while they don't necessarily have to stick verbatim... Exactly right. They get the idea, unlike Peter fuckhead jackson who did lord of the rings he did not get the essence of lord of the rings he got the letter it's like the letter and spirit of the law the law being the book the law being the book yeah. <laughs> and and i got people, that idea all right well the people doing philip k dick get the spirit and peter jackson is just an example there are many people who don't get the spirit of the works that they're adapting and but it's I mean, just sad here, here's my point in most of Philip K. Dick's work, you literally, from the minute you open the page, just get dropped into a setting. There's not a lot of setup. He doesn't write that way. He just immerses you almost immediately into, uh, into a very, very detailed place, a very detailed time, a very detailed genre. Uh, even with, <laughs> shut up. Even with the Adjustment Bureau, which was only a seventeen-page short story, it was bang. You're there. Here it is. Bang. You're done. What is the point of prequeling Blade Runner? What do they hope to do? I don't understand. It's it. someone who doesn't get the spirit of Philip K. Dick saying, "Oh, this will make a lot of money," and that is a problem with the entertainment industry. Well, and it's also, you know, they're talking about Christopher Nolan coming in to do the direction. And, you know, he is a great director. Absolutely is. And the the question is, is not what, would he do a good job making a Blade Runner prequel? Because I think that he would. The question is what is going to be involved in the process that comes out with that product? Like, who's going to be involved, and what's the point of it? Here you go. That's Pretty the much key. what's the point what's is, the, point is of it? the main consensus here. Yep, and, and I can't answer that question. I really can't. I don't see a point to it. I what? see, and, you know, I was talking to uh, David Mack 
last year about this uh, when he Who, was. Uh, are we going to have him back on, by the way? I think we're supposed to. Yeah. Oh, he's David, not on the coming up calendar, so. I know David was contracted by the uh, state of Philip K. Dick to adapt all of his short stories into comic books. And how cool is that? Wicked cool. Absolutely wicked cool. But I I was talking to David about you know the accessibility of individual pieces and I just don't see the point of extending something like that or extending something like this it just doesn't make any sense to me you know I mean here's the point Alcon the the company that's that's looking at doing this Alcon does a lot of different types of movies they really have a wide you know variety of things that they have going on and they know that this that going back to Blade Runner is a potential gold mine they know that because a Blade Runner wasn't a money maker when it came out but it became one of the most important movies of the 80s it really did yeah, it absolutely did no question about it and i what alcon said what the what a representative said is that they want to play in that universe but but no i mean philip k dick doesn't write universes though he writes people he writes ideas he doesn't write universes but but he created a universe and and a universe was created in that movie so i mean i i I can understand wanting to you know be i i'm not sure that it was because i mean the whole well, the book was so centered around, you know, the people and their unique situations that I think if you went to another place in that hypothetical universe, you might have something completely different. And there's no way you're going to know what that would be because he doesn't give you all this detailed setup so you don't have all the details of what it would look like. One of the things that the book did that the movie never even touched upon was the relationship between religion and, and technological society. It never went anywhere within 100 miles of that. And it never will, I will bet you money. Well, if, had, Alcon, if Alcon does it, they will. Really, they, you think? Alcon, had, does, Alcon is a company that does, um, you know, decidedly uh, movies that deal with that interaction. They've done, I mean, look at the books, or the... Um, movies they've done book of eli um oh, shoot i just closed the tab i was looking at the movies that they've done um they do a lot of movies that deal with that interaction in, in between. if that's the case then this movie makes sense uh the blind side is their other big okay. one recently okay maybe yep. it could work if that's what they're doing maybe I mean, Look, look, we've got Philip K. Dick uh, material coming out in movies. The Adjustment Bureau, which isn't really a sci-fi movie, but um, is, a, is based on Philip K. Dick's writing, um, and that's coming out soon. So, you know, we've got... My basic, my basic attitude towards anything is, you know, let people do what they want to do. You know, if, if, the minute you try to start restricting creativity, you know, th- that's the end. You oh, know, you if know somebody... they, they absolutely have the right to make it if they want to make it. I don't think that we should, 
our opinion should stop uh, them from making it. Who knows? It could be great, but it might not be. Right. I, I've just heard a lot of, you know, the the people talking about it online saying, Oh, don't touch it, don't you know, leave leave Blade Runner alone. It's let let it let it be it's what what it was and I'm like, Okay, fine. Blade Runner isn't gonna change. If your attitude towards Blade <laughs> Runner changes because of a movie that was made to prequel it, then you're an idiot. Okay, here's the funny thing. Which version of Blade Runner are they talking about? Yeah, because exactly. Because there were five different versions. So, um, somebody was probably 12. <laughs> it's kind of, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I'm saying, you know, look at it with a little bit of trepidation because you're not, you, you just don't know. But you know what? It's already, some good has already come of it because... Like, listen to this conversation we just had. We analyzed ways in which it could suck, ways in which it could be good. Now we get to see the outcome and, you know, how they actually, what their take is on it. It's just sort of a sounding board of creativity, which I think should be what is encouraged by all content creators. It's funny because I really wonder how Philip K. Dick would feel about this. He probably would hate it, but his estate is amazing. So, um... I, I think I would like to nominate the Philip K. Dick estate for a brainy. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Just on the right. basis of that, because um, with the Tolkien estate going around suing the yeah, pants say, off of everyone... Can, can we give the Tolkien estate an anti-brainy? Yes, we can. <laughs> so if, if you didn't know, there have been, I, I don't even know, two, three, or four books that have, you know, been sued. They're not even out yet. But one of them was... Um, Lord of the Rings from the point of view of Mordor, where... Wow. Where, yeah, it actually sounded kind of cool. Like, they're just trying to industrialize, and the old school people are, you know, sabotaging them. Okay, that sounds interesting. Got it you. does sound interesting. Um, the next one was a literary criticism using Tolkien himself as a character. Got sued the pants off of them. Wow. Yeah, it, yeah, the Tolkien estate can, you know, shove it because they have made <laughs> such bad decisions. I'm sorry, but, you know, they... And, you know, this whole publicity rights, copyright bullshit is bullshit. Like, what the hell? You know what? At some point, content needs to be... Needs free? To be, no, it needs yeah, to be, it needs to be held free. responsibly. No, it needs to be no. free. There, there needs to be no copyright. The idea that the idea that copyright can extend indefinitely is stupid. That's what I mean by held responsibly. Okay. I mean the Tolkien. Uh, I think that we're coming on the the end of what would have been the end of the copyright for the Tolkien. Yeah, books. it would have expired this year. I think I remember reading that. Yep. If if it wasn't for you know the idiots that put. Oh. I still kind of think that's a ludicrously long time. I'm 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 just going to you know woo saw this one out and not talk anymore because I get really angry about it. <laughs> yeah, I do too. So let's uh, let's change topics. Segway. Yeah. Segway we'll with the wheel of. Oh, oh wait, we have a new wheel. It's a roulette wheel of mollusks. <laughs> And the winner is 
Is there a winner this week? I don't know. You usually pick the winner. The winner this week is got to be Witchy Poo, I guess. Didn't she win last week? She won last week. Can she win two weeks in a row? Mm. I don't think she's been two weeks in a row. She can't win two weeks in a you row. Know, you know why we haven't we haven't been getting a lot of comments? It's because we haven't been figuring out what the damn prizes are supposed to be. Yeah, that's true. So you know what? Next time we don't have a prize, we don't do it. Do we have a prize this week? We do have a prize <laughs> this week. What's that? We have ah, and I just had it right here. Dig we in. have we have a Wonder Woman. A Wonder Woman what? We have a Wonder Woman. Hold on. I will walk over to the box of fish. Of fish, Ow. you say? I just stepped on something. A DC Direct Justice League of America, a Wonder Woman figurine. Ooh. Sounds sexy. Is she sexy? She's in classic Wonder Woman mode. Series 3 from DC Direct, a Justice League action figure. Sounds hot to me. Wow, could that have been more enthusiastic? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, hmm. It could have been, but no, it could have been. <laughs> wow, I'm going to pretend that made sense and move on. Okay. Go with that. Our guest Is this week... Oh, there we go. Right to the guest spot. Good one. Yeah, week. yeah, I'm being Illustrator X. Our guest this week, and we have a wonderful guest this week, is we Tyler do. James, who's a fantastic artist who does sketch cards at Boston Comic Con, and I'm sure he does other stuff too, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the important thing is, is that he drew me an Abe Sapien, which I'm going to have my picture taken with him and the Abe Sapien card at Comic Con, and then it's going on the interwebs. Yeah, absolutely. That'll be good. Absolutely. Yeah. It'll be good. Hopefully It'll be I... fairly awesome. Fairly. That's all I can promise. <laughs> <laughs> so, aside from sketch cards, educate me. All right. Yeah, no, I'm a comic I'm a comic book creator. Um, I do I write and draw my own stuff and I also work with other far more talented at the art than <laughs> than I am. Um creators to uh to create a bunch of books and um boston is sort of my local show i live in uh, a little bit north of boston um so yeah this is my third year coming back and it's a show that keeps getting bigger and better and uh yeah so, I'm so wait, about I, I live just south of boston does that mean i can come pick up my ape sapien <laughs> mm, if, if, if i'm you outside to... your door right now no hand over the fishman <laughs> Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's it's a good time. If I know you guys are the official podcast of, but um, we are yeah. indeed. <laughs> uh, and and so anyway, so I've been I've been creating comics since I was in middle school, but um, doing it semi seriously um, for the past five years or so. And um, you know, I started going to conventions. Um, this is will be my my third year of doing conventions and one of the things i quickly found out was just that um you know it's 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 tough to 
sit behind the table and 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 not uh, <laughs> and and not be known, you know. And, and and a lot of times at these shows, there's huge names. Last year, um, Jim Lee was was at uh, the Boston Comic Con. This yep. year, there's there's an even bigger guest list. So, you know, one of the things that I I decided to do to you know make sure that people come by and stop by my table is was offer um, free sketch cards for people to that. Uh, contact me before the show about it because you know it doesn't really take that much time for me to do um and it's people are paying good money to come to the come to the con every day every everything so it's it's a good opportunity for me to give people a little something extra and get them to, to stop by me my, my table on the way to uh ryan otley or or uh, any of the other massive stars that are going to be at the you know what that's a really freaking smart way to promote yourself i'm sorry i've just seen like too many artists bemoaning why nobody sort of buys their $80 prints or, um, you know, wants to support them. But they don't, they don't get out there and find people who want them. They don't sort of promote themselves very well. And I think giving away sketch cards is a great way to make people come back. I personally, well, I live in Boston. I move around. I live in an apartment. I don't have room all over my walls for tons of artwork for every con that I go to, but we do have a window right now between our kitchen and our living room, which is ringed in sketch cards. <laughs> and it's just so cool. No, it's a great conversation piece. You know, we can get a ton of different artists up there. And, and it's affordable art. Yeah, and when people go, oh my god, who did that one? We can be like, oh, that one? That was Tyler James. You know when he's going to be in town again? Boston Comic Con. And then you just got yourself a sale. Yeah, you absolutely do. And the thing that I always like is I noticed last year uh, that you, your table was pretty much surrounded most of the day. It was. Yeah, yeah um, and and that's all. That's an awesome feeling, you know. I. I Last year, I think I did a hundred sketch cards. For, well, I, I did I did a hundred sketch cards, and then I also, um, you know, uh, is another thing is is I give people the opportunity to, um, you know, I, I give out the free sketch card, but people people w- would also order, um, you know, either bigger sketch sketches that I offer, and I had I have a sketchbook out that can come with an original sketch cover, and I even uh, I'm I'm doing some eleven by seventeen, you know, full on pieces of art for people, so. I was getting, I got a, a bunch of people ordering ahead of time, um, so I, I did more than a hundred pieces of original art for last year's show before the show even started. That's uh, amazing. That's, so yeah, that's great, that's, actually. Good yeah, for um, you. And you know, and and the cool thing about about getting those pre-orders is that, um, you know, I my table fee was, you know, paid Covered. for and plenty. Um, <laughs> and and I mean, then you start. don't really have to spend the whole con, you know, with your face in a sketchbook either. Yeah, exactly. And the quality of, of work that I'm going to be able to do before the uh, before the show starts uh, uh, um, is going to is going to beat whatever I'm going to be able to do um, at the show. Just because you know, I, I got my drawing table, I got my tunes on in the background. Whereas the show, I'm kind of cramped into a little quarter quarters, and I'm and I'm you know. You got people harassing you from all angles. Yeah, it's definitely not, and the light's usually not that great. It's not the ideal sketching, um, you know, sketching environment. So it allows me to kind of, kind of do it on my own, on my own terms. And then when people come, you know, it's like, hey, here you go. I got, I have this ready for you. Um, And 
and so yeah, so so I did that last year. I decided it was it was very successful for me last year, so I'm doing it again. And um, you know, this uh, I already have a. I'm going to be busy for the next month and a half until the show because I have some great things. I'm, I, a guy just uh, ordered uh, the other day a uh, big 11 by 17 Thor at Fenway Park. Nice, uh, nice. So that's going to be uh, that's going to be a fun one to do. And um, and yeah, and and then I'm also debuting a new book at the show too. So um, or a couple new books actually. So. Um, when people come to get the sketch cards, it, it gives me a, a chance to have them check out some of the comics that I'm doing. So, what are the comics that you're doing? Um, well, uh, one comic that you guys can check out, which is a, a sort, of, sort of a swords and sorcery, epic fantasy, kind of on all ages, my love letter to movies like Lord of the Rings and Princess Bride and Willow, oh. uh, is, uh, is a book called Tears of the Dragon, which you can read online at totdcomic.com. And we'll uh, have a link up to that when we put the post up for this podcast. So yeah, so that's um, that's one book that I'll, I'll have the first volume out, um, and um, that's one that I'm writing, and I'm working with a, an artist from Indonesia and a colorist from Brazil on. Are so, you taking pre-orders for that one? Um, I will have plenty. So uh, <laughs> so if, if anybody's interested, there there's going to be uh, you know, this Boston Comic Con's the first one on my schedule. So yeah. I'll have I'll have plenty of books, <laughs> so so yeah. You never know. Well, you know, you never do know, but uh, I, I'm coming prepared. So you um, were one of the first artists who really embraced the uh, the uh, digital technology well in uh, making your comic available on uh, the iPhone and the iPad. You know, I I um I I've definitely been been pushing that and and trying to get in. Uh, get that going um i have right now um i've kind of have signed deals with about six of the digital distributors um and so we're seeing how it's going i mean sales there it's still a, a kind of a nascent market and um but it's kind of, you know i'm definitely bullish on it and there's some cool things um that can be done with um with digital stuff um I released a book through Graphically, um, which is one of the um, cross-platform developers that you know get it on your iPhone, on the web, um, etc. But um, but I, so so I, I released a, a book, um, and it, it you you basically can download the book, but it also allows you to embed other media with it. So there's like a sort of a director's commentary that that go that goes nice. with the comic. Um, nice. that, was, that was an interview that I did so um, yeah there's, there's some cool stuff going on um, in the digital realm and I think it's only going to get bigger from here on, so, on out so. why don't we talk a little bit about that book that you released which I think is Epic right? Um, yeah Epic is uh, Epic's one of my new books and, and for the first time in Boston it'll be available um, it, it's coming out and Epic is sort of a super teen action comedy that I, I'm co-creating with an artist named Matt Zolman. And um, it's about a kid who gets in a Stanley twist of fate, <laughs> in a Stanley-esque twist of fate, he gets uh, superpowers and um, quickly realizes he's one of the most powerful heroes around, except for the fact that his only weakness is girls he's attracted to. <laughs> <laughs> so when he's around hot chicks, he loses his powers. They're his kryptonite. So, so, 
Yep. Oh, please keep going. Uh, and he lives in Miami, which is you know home to plenty of uh, a bikini-clad woman and also the zaniest superheroes around. So it's sort of you know a nice little uh, chance to to just homage all kinds of stuff um, in the superhero genre and and get in the whole awkward <laughs> teen stuff and and. Um, and and the reaction to the book so far has been great. It's it's funny, especially at cons. It's funny because you give people the pitch, and inevitably the response is either "Oh, sounds like me," he <laughs> loses his powers around hot chicks, or or some guy with his buddies will point to it and be like, "Ah, oh, sounds like this guy right here." <laughs> uh, but you and know, see, it's really the guy who's pointing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, see that just that just ruins my whole, you know, so when, why didn't you just approach me to write my biography comment? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, hey, if, if, you, if you have some good, uh, good tales, we can, we can always use the, the, uh, the real life uh, tales experience. Tales in what uh, sense? Careful, careful. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, I, this makes me think that we were thinking about doing a blog post on, you know, how to attend Comic-Cons. But hmm. now, now I think we need to do one one for geeky guys and one for hot girls, because those are the only two types of people <laughs> that there are. Guys. There are only two types of people in the world, and they're geeky guys and hot girls. And then you should do one to you know how they actually can get together, because that's that's really you know. Well, if you're interested in guys, <laughs> I suppose you whatever. Or if you're interested or, in hot girls. Yes, exactly. See, that would it, be it more. Works. That would be more in my expertise. I, I can't uh-huh. pick up the geeky guys, but I can pick up the hot girls. <laughs> How did we get here? Something <laughs> about sketch cards. I don't even know. Uh, How in the hell did we get to this? Um, oh, good lord. So yeah. So um, there's a, a special like New England exclusive edition of uh, of Epic Zero that's also. Um, that's going to be available at the show, and it's paired with a, a crossover from with another uh, one of my uh, buddies who's got a indie superhero um, named Dinah Girl, and Dinah Girl's uh, sort of a single mom uh, superhero, um, and and so the uh, this is a they team up, but she's kind of hot, um, and, <laughs> and so obviously epic, and they're battling based uh, Indestructotron, which is a sort of a a, a total. Uh, <laughs> Let me total guess, indestructible. On, well, he's, it's a, it's a total uh, rip on the whole Voltron um, Power Rangers type genre. Um, so anyway, they're, they're trying to take these guys down, but um, Epic is incapacitated because he's kind of got a thing for Dinah Girl. But when he finds out that she's a mom, he kind of tries to, you know, think about all the all the unsexy things about moms and, and stretch <laughs> marks. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't do this. Oh yeah. Stretch marks. Careful. See careful. If that can get, uh, get, get his powers back. So, let let yeah. me go for one better tearing. Oh, Ouch. I, he, he's a 16 year old boy. So he's thinking more about, you know, eat your vegetables and, uh, Oh, sorry. Put away, put away the, uh, Video clearly games. not where my mind went. I don't yeah, think that's where a sixteen-year-old guy's mind goes either. Actually, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I've never been a sixteen-year-old guy, but um, yeah, I think I kind of get it. 
Moving on. <laughs> so is there is there going to be a special for this uh, this particular book at Boston Comic Con? Um. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to have uh, I'm, I'm going to be doing both artist editions for it, and um, and the, the, the standard editions kind of has a has a Boston themed cover, which is. Uh, you know, just for the the New England shows. Let me guess, you use the Zakem Bridge. Uh, no, no backgrounds on that one. That, that'd oh. be too that'd be too de- detailed. But okay. I threw a Celtic, I threw a Celtics hat on the uh, on <laughs> a Red Sox hat on the blonde, and a Celtics hat on the, or, uh, excuse me, vice versa, a Red Sox hat on the redhead, and a uh, Celtics hat on the blonde. In Very, the, nice. The Very nice. There you go. Yeah. And when he goes to insert your city here, you'll see this logos for insert team name here. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, we have um, my my art. The artist I'm working on is is in Ohio, and the color artist is in Texas. So hey, they, you they don't need, mess with Texas. <laughs> they need their own uh, own exclusives, you know. So you you just don't. But but yeah, it's a, it's a fun book. Um, we're we're working very hard on it, and um, the first issue is going to be coming out this summer. Um, so this is kind of like a, a it's a preview issue. It's got t- sort of two shorts, and then we we'll start up the regular series in the but summer. But doesn't have any capris. Yeah. <laughs> uh, capri pants, <laughs> skinny sorry, jeans. Sorry, <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> yeah, I Sometimes do. I just Whatever I'm thinking yeah. just pops out well, of my mouth. It, I'm, I'm really excited about Epic because it looks like a, a really fun comic. And, and I've been, I'm not a comics person, but I've been prepping for Boston Comic Con. And I've also been uh, writing for a friend's comic review site recently. So, you know, he's been giving me things to read. And Epic sounds like the type of comic book that uh, a, a comic book person could pick up and enjoy without having to, you know, worry about all of the other stuff that comes along with uh, comic book stories and artwork. And, and it, it sounds like a really fun thing. I'm looking forward to it. I'll definitely pick up my copy. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. yeah, we can't wait. No, I, I appreciate it. And that's really kind of what we're doing. I mean, we're – the artist and I are, are both – Big time comic fans, long time comic fans, but um, you know the the artist is a is a talented graphic designer by trade. So what he really wants to draw is he wants to draw you know guys in costumes punching each other and and some jokes and and some fun stuff and kind of keep it lighthearted and and not bogged down in in years and years of of continuity and everything. So so yeah, I mean it's going to be a, it's a very accessible book. Um, I think. I hope it comes across as as a little little smarter than than you might think, you know, and and uh, because you know the, the the high concept it's right there on on uh, on its face, but um, you know we're going to deal with things like you know like lust and the difference between love and lust and and um, you know stretch marks and maybe <laughs> yeah, some no. marks. sorry perhaps, sorry perhaps perhaps a nip slip or two. Oh, All right. <laughs> <laughs> the artwork on it is is really cool. I like the artwork a lot. Yeah, Matt's yeah. Good. and it's his first book too, which is awesome. Wow. Really, that's fantastic because it was it was really it was well drawn. You know, it 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 looks well drawn. It's not. It doesn't look like a person's first book. Yeah, yeah, and and honestly, the the stuff he's doing for the the first full issue um, for the regular series 
is 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 you know taken now, taken to the next level. Like is it, it's, it's great, awesome working with him. How is Epic going to come out now? So we're gonna we're gonna play around with um, some some of the models here. Um, we're going to release it um, in a number of different ways. So um, I, I will be using the web comic model where it will kind of sort of come out maybe once or twice a week, um, a page a week or so, uh, or, or maybe two pages a week um, that you can read just for free that anybody can read online. Um, but it'll also, if, if you, know, you're, you, you really dig it and you want to support the, the um, creative team, it'll also be available, um, the, the, more of the story will be available um, right away for people that want to digitally download it um, through either you know, a PDF or... Um, through you know one of the app, iPhone app um, distributors, um, and then we're also um, going to make a, a push for print as well, so to get it in stores and um, and then conventions as well. So we're we're going to have a pretty active year on the convention scene. So we're going to play around with it a lot. I mean, right now, um, same thing with the with the sketch card thing. Just you know, I'm I'm not a big name creator, so. What's most important is that just people get a chance to read my work and, and check it out. So, um, I'm I'm more concerned about getting eyeballs on the property and and, and getting it out there than um, you know. Well, necessarily you're far ahead than 99 percent of artists. Yeah, absolutely. The cross-platform uh, uh, production model makes a significant sense. No, right I mean now. even beyond that, being concerned only with getting eyeballs on your artwork. Most most content creators miss that step and think that they should have automatic fame and fortune for having an idea. <laughs> yeah. Where execution and is equally important, if not more so. Well, uh, yeah. I, ideas are a dime a dozen. And in fact, if you give me a dime, I will give you a dozen ideas right now. <laughs> oh, really? What's your PayPal? Wow. <laughs> I, I, you could probably actually get a buck. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> Mexican Jonas Brothers or whatever. Oh god. <laughs> what a great idea. Ah. Why didn't I think of that? Copywritten. <laughs> man. Oh wait, somebody heard that. <laughs> Trademark. Didn't know the thought. Um so yeah, so so working on that um working on uh, so like right now I at the Boston Comic Con I will have Copies of Tears of the Dragon. I'll have copies of Epic. I'll have copies of um, the romantic comedy graphic novel that I finished last year um, called uh, Over, which is sort of a cross between Chasing Amy and Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Um, and so that'll be that's finished and done, and and um, will be will be on hand. And um, yeah, I, I kind of have uh, genre ADD when it comes to creating comics. So that's okay. Uh, it, but yes. No, no, no. Awesome. You you have to learn how to spin things. It's called versatility. <laughs> exactly. You know. It, uh, you know. I I I'm probably not. Uh, shouldn't be worried about being you know typecast as as I'm still relatively Absolutely unknown. Not. But <laughs> hey. Absolutely not. Because you know. You know what, guys? Go to his website. It's TylerJamesComics.com. Check out what's going on there. Come down to Boston Comic Con. Say hi to him. Say hi to us. Tell him that you heard about him here. Check out what he's got. Check out what he's got online. Check out what he's got going digitally. Pick up a book. Pick up a sketch card. Pick up Say a that. sketch of who knows it's what will it. be there. Yeah. 
You know, but, I hear that Illustrator X may have a table. I understand that may be happening also. Yeah. So um, you never know what will be there. But go out, check out artists. Check out these content providers. There's some amazing stuff going on there. You will we'll be freaking addicted to buying artwork by the time that you're done. I'm hoarding yeah. my pennies right now to get as <laughs> many cards are. as I can when, when I get down there in April. Okay, I can't tell you just how many Harley Quinns I have right now. <laughs> yes, you can. It's like 80. Um, yeah, and I will have 81 because somebody's doing a sketch card for me. Yeah, I, and I be, I'm, I'm, it always shocks me. Harley is probably the most requested character I get, believe it or not. Really? Is Abe possibly the least requested character? <laughs> Has has Dome just been getting back in line and asking for Harley Quinn? <laughs> that might yes. be. He, he, he might Repeat. be sending uh, his uh, <laughs> his uh, you know, agents to to double up. But yeah, now, is this the first time you've ever been asked to do an Abe Sapien? Uh, I th I think that's the first Abe Sapien. Yeah, I um d done a bunch of Hellboys in the past, but um yeah, it's it's it, it's it's really interesting the things that that people will ask for, you know, and and. Uh, well, you, you do know that I, I asked for Abe Sapien after meeting Doug Jones. Oh, is that right? Oh, good Lord, yes. What would Doug I know! You're <laughs> yeah. supposed to have the, the sound ready. I, I, when I said something I like, what would Doug Jones said about that? I know! <laughs> I, I'm sorry, we just had such a fabulous time with Doug Jones, and then I rewatched Hellboy, and I'm like, you know what, Abe Sapien is like the coolest character Ever. And then I realized he has his own couple of comics, so I went and grabbed those. Yep. Awesome. I mean, <laughs> it's just too much fun. Yeah. The favorite, the favorite, my favorite sketch card I've done so far, though, was somebody requested a Woodstock from Peanuts. And, oh, uh, cool. I had never drawn that character before, and, it, you know, and I was like, kind of worried about it because, you know, what's a bit. I really liked how it came out. Threw some shades on them. Wait, it's, I'm, I'm going to one-up myself. Have you ever been asked for a knitting doozer? No, I haven't. <laughs> a knitting doozer? That sounds painful. From Fraggle Rock. Would, would, you uh, be willing, would you be willing to do one for my girlfriend, the Zombarian of a knitting doozer? Um, if you, if you can, can fire me an email with that just so I can have it, uh, have it I online. Will. She, I will. She is, is a big big knitter and um apparently well i definitely in one episode of fraggle rock the doozers stopped building because there was a radish shortage wow i sound really sad right now but um <laughs> no i totally watched that episode wow. <laughs> anyway and there and then one doozer's like i will teach you to knit and then they all start knitting and i believe it was um i think his name was mike doherty the sketch card artist is that ringing a bell I think he had the yeah, same yeah, name as Mike Doherty, the brown coats guy, but it was a sketch card artist. He actually did one for her. Oh. So I, I think, I think I'm gonna surprise her at Comic Con. I'll be like, let's go pick up my Abe Sapien. Oh, look what else is here. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm cute. Yes, you are. <laughs> yep, you're gonna definitely uh, be in the being the positive there. <laughs> Tyler, I can't thank you enough for joining us tonight. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Check out his work, tylerjamescomics.com. Check him out at Boston Comic Con. Come by, say hi. He's a hell of a nice guy and a really, really talented artist. Thanks so much for joining us.
thank you guys. It was a fun time. Uh, <laughs> does this mean I have to play the thing and do the thing? I can do the thing if you'll play the thing. No, I, I want to do the thing. I have you want to do the thing? I have the thing. Oh, you have the thing, too. I have the thing, too. Which one of us... Okay, Java, which one of us would you like to do the thing? Uh, I'm gonna actually going to do the thing. You don't okay. have the thing. I have the thing. Okay, fine. Do the thing. Go for it. <laughs> oh, and now on the coming up calendar, we have uh, on... The next week. Uh, no, you do it. Okay, okay. <laughs> On March 12th, we have author of No Rest for the Wicca and My Superhero Sister. Her cat blogged about us, Tony Lotempio. On the 19th, Boston Comic Con artist Peter Vinton Jr., we love you, Peter Vinton Jr., uh, reveals his latest graphic novel, The Monitor's Guild. I don't know what that means, but I think there's going to be a CRT involved. On April 9th, Boston Comic-Con artist and creator Strangers in Paradise and Echo Terry Moore. And on the 16th, we grill Colin Solon with your questions, quizzes, and queries about Boston Comic-Con this year. New location. And on April 23rd, filmmaker Thomas Gofton of the Mind's Eye series will return to celebrate the conclusion of said series. Mind's Eye. Mind's Eye web series. If you haven't been following it, go catch up. Uh, Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of the Boston Comic Con, coming up on April 30th. Also, Comic Art House, your one but not only source for original comic artwork. Go visit Bob and Kim at ComicArtHouse.com for some of the best deals on original art from dozens, nay hundreds, of your favorite artists. Sci-Fi Saturday Night is one of the official podcasts of Granite State Comic Con, We Love You Double Midnight Comics, which is coming up on May 15th. Also, check out AnotherHeaven.com for the best selection of Asian and cult cinema DVDs, and visit AdamsMedia.com, the first name in nonfiction publishing. That was not scripted at all. Tonight's outro music, also, is provided by Zenoise. Pick up their CD, The Benevolent Beast, on iTunes. It sounds weird when I say it. I'm just yes, not Illustrator X. Anyway, Dome. Our guest tonight, <laughs> Tyler James. Thank you so much. Appreciate you being here. From the Alston Brighton Helmoth outside of Boston, it's the sweetheart of the soundboard, Kriana. Thank I'm, you, darling. I'm having an identity crisis. Yes, you are. From Outpost Gallifrey, our gaming editor, great thanks to Awake by Java. I'm not because I gave up doing the thing. <laughs> Whatever the thing is, I'm glad you gave it up. And this is the Dome saying, Genie, shared pain is lessened, shared joy is increased. Thus do we all refute entropy. Good night, everyone. Bazinga.